Yeah, so do you guys plan to do anything else during the week you have on the ship? Um, sim- simulating, drinking. I feel like um, after that whole, like, uh, the end of the mission where Axel was kind of like, how do I hack? <laughs> oh, are you going to give me like a crash course in hacking? Yeah, just like a basic like, okay, if there's a situation where you can't get close enough to the enemy, uh-huh. here are some basic tricks uh-huh. that you can do. Uh, this one's called... Um, Invading. Uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, the tech actions are on the sheet, actually. They're on the sheet. It's invade... Um, bolster, actually. Oh, bolster. Yeah, so this one's called bolster. Uh-huh. It's the easiest one to do because you just... All you do is you press this button and it says... This button. Yeah, this button. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then you select one of our mechs. Uh-huh. And basically it makes your mech's brain help our mechs think. And I can do this, like, whenever a guy's too far away from me to hit. Yeah. We Ooh. have to be in sensor range, but that's a lot further than well in your range. Okay, 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 okay. Good to know, good to know. All yeah. right, cool, 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 cool. Uh-huh. Now... Invading, and then she begins to like slowly lose you as she begins to talk about. You manage to engage the colonel. Once you have the colonel, you manage to find the root system. I am staring and nodding. Uh huh. But you, and and then, but the easiest thing for you to do as a preparatory action is probably to just lock onto the enemy systems. You just take your targeting Uh here, and then you move the your reticle over the enemy. And then you press the, the lock-on button. I imagine that she has labeled all your buttons, and she essentially script-kitted you by, like, like <laughs> she wrote a tag script for you, and she gives to you, and then just, like, kind of tags them to a button. Yeah, 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 button. yeah no, that, look, that's what it ends up being, is, like, yeah. there's the bolster button, the lock-on button, the invade button. Yeah, you, oh. you notice, because he doesn't have any ranged systems, he's got all these, like, free space, and they're like, yeah. ooh, okay. So you start customizing me, basically, and you start writing in little things to help me out in my cockpit. You yep. just draw symbols on the yep. button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's one that's a targeting reticle. Yep. There's one that's a battery. Yep. And there's one that's a skull and crossbones. Ooh. This is the hard one. Don't do this one unless you're. I mean, unless I tell you to, basically. But it has a skull and crossbones on it. Yeah. So you. Okay. Press it. Beep. And then like a screen pops up with a whole bunch of like, of like text inputs. Uh. Uh, and then those uh, text inputs shrink down to windows, and those windows, windows join into a network, which form uh, into a shape, uh, uh, shape begins to rotate. It's three-dimensional now. Yeah. Welcome to the mainframe. You're in. This what? is why you don't press the skull and crossbones button. It's the hardest one. Aww. I, I would have thought that the skull and crossbones button would, like, I don't know, turn me into a walking nuke or something. No, that's yeah. the core, uh, that's the core breed. That's the self-destruct button. Well, why didn't you put the skull and crossbones button on that one? That one's under the panel of glass with the word danger written on it. If you push that, there's a good chance that your mech explodes and you might die. Oh, okay. Just think the skull and crossbones button will be better on that one. That's Fine. What, what what do you want to be on the Ooh. button that does all the hard stuff? Um, a picture of your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's Panoptica giving you a stern look that says... Don't do it unless I tell you to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put off hits the middle ground and puts her hat on the button. There we go. Oh, also, because I didn't mention this last session, Panoptica's robot is also wearing her hat. Yes. It's yes. the exact same hat. 
just scaled up I mean, immense oh size. Now that is an authoritative robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. gives me two extra hit points. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you guys also all customize the, the internals of your mechs. Yep. You, you can purchase paint and stuff, or like ask them to paint the insides. Yeah. Or so okay. add, a little, add a little trinkets or add 3D yep. print trinkets and stuff you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Noir's whole thing is that his customization is he just has the mech painted like a blackish color, and then he has sort of metal inlays put at various points um, along the mech. Uh, and it basically kind of looks like it's like an embossed book cover almost, and then it's got these sort of like intricate, like these not intricate, but just weird designs, and you kind of realize it's almost like dazzle camouflage, but not Ooh, quite. Neat. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'm gonna customize my paint job to be mostly red, but with gold and white highlights here and there, so that it looks very almost like um, Japan, like old style Japanese anime style, like you know. Oh, so like really saturated colors then. Kind of, kind like of. Really like overly saturated, overly bright yellows and reds. Yeah, bright yellows and reds. It's very super heroic almost. Mm. And very obvious. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's a prota- It looks like a protagonist mech, basically. Yeah. So Noir, do you need any help uh, with any tech stuff? Because I know you were. Infantry before? Um, not really. I mean, I know he read the manual. Yeah, I, I hold up the actual manual for protecting. I read through this when I was assigned as a mech, uh, uh, mechaneer. Holy shit! They got a manual? Yeah, it's it's in the cockpit. Didn't you notice it? I take a look and like. There's this book covered in like a thick layer of dust. Yeah. Despite the the, the cockpit being newly printed, yeah, yeah. printed the dust. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Down to the exact specifications. Yeah, I, I read through the manual. Is it's interesting what you can do with all the things sort of set up in it. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'll be good. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure that we're all working to our you know best capacity here. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, Captain. Yeah, you also noticed that um, in his cockpit when he's, like, showing stuff around, he uh, has a concierge program that he refers to as Vice, despite the fact that it's, like, a dummy program. Uh-huh. Like, he's given it a name for some reason. Oh, you got a concierge program, too. Uh, yeah, Vice. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, Wait, you yeah. also have a dummy plug? I do. I just haven't introduced her yet. Her name's Queenie. Uh, Again, she- both of you, they're dummy plugs, so they're not intelligent. They, yeah. just, they just respond to... You, yours has a female voice, and yeah. his has a male voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, uh, what? That uh, human nature thing. I, I'm trying to think of an opposition to, like, Alexa, like a male... Yeah, it would be yeah. like a, it would be like a, a Siri sort of situation. More yeah. intelligent than that, obviously. It could respond to questions, and it can be more, it can more intelligently like, respond to what you want it to do, and, like, yeah. look up stuff, and it's not going to, like, it won't you, kill did, me if it gets loose. Did you say fish? No, Queenie. I said flash. It's a pulling fish bangs. No, no, <laughs> Queenie. Queenie, what are these you grenades doing? fall out? Fish and bangs like... not found. Please equip fish bangs to deploy fish bangs. Uh, it's, it's a fucking thing full of cooked salmon. And it just explodes in his face, and they're just so dumbfounded that it effectively works as a flashbang. Yeah, I, I'll say the other thing is that, uh, like. Uh, Panoptica probably, like, sets up Queenie to accept voice commands for Queenie do the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And each thing is specific, like, Queenie do the thing, Queenie do the other thing, Queenie do that thing that we talked about, 
Queenie, do the thing the Panopticon said I should never do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You, so I you... was told to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to run as administrator? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she puts the child lock on her bed. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what administrator is, just let me in. And so, password accepted. <laughs> Yeah, you also. She knew if you really needed it, yeah, that yeah. would be the best. You <laughs> also notice, along with uh, the ammo case that you saw him use during the simulation, uh, he also has what are these like grenades? But they have like a track around them, and uh, you see like the very obvious like um, Harrison Armory uh, logo emblazoned on them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wait, sorry, what part of you is Harrison Armory? Uh, it's these, so it's these small drones mm. that have this big track on them, and you can clearly see, like, Harrison Armories emblazoned on the side of them. Yeah, I mean, neither of you are really weapon specialists, but... They look weird, is what yeah. I'm saying. You might know what they are if you happen to look into that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, if, if, any, if you're paying attention to Panopka's back, uh, it also has a, uh, a drone nexus on it now. Hmm. Uh, um... And her, it, and, and there's a mount on one of the shoulders with a laser, maybe. So, Captain, what are these uh, mods you made to your uh, mech you got here? Well, uh, the shoulder is a marker light. It's like a advanced targeting program. Okay. Uh, basically, it helps me show you guys where to hit them to make it hurt the most. Ooh, oh, sick. like uh, laser guided ornaments. Right. Or, in his case, laser-guided fists. Alright. Oh, yeah. Um, the drone's a bit of a scout drone. It should help give us better intel on who we're facing on the battlefield. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing is that she swapped out one of her rifles, but that's, like, pretty standard for... Yeah, yeah that, that, would those be, are... that would be something that would be surprising. Yeah, those are the GMS stuff. Yeah, yeah it's all GMS stuff. You know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I noticed you're not using the sword anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, and I gesture to my mech, and it basically has, instead of a sword, um, yeah, it basically has, like, a series of reinforced sort of struts now on its arm, like, and its knuckles and things like that. Uh, yeah, basically, my goal is to eventually make a mech that could just punch its way out of anything, so... I mean, I was using a sword just kind of like a crutch, more or less, until I got the license for this, but, uh... My plan is to go full Zeng model and eventually tack on a few upgrades for some other mechs. Bit of Nelson, bit of Tortuga. Eventually, I'm just gonna make uh, walk and avatar destruction and all that. Yep, yeah, that that sounds like you. Yeah, uh huh. Oh, that's gonna be glorious. What about you? What's your end game for yours? Um, I mean, starting out, I'm probably going to build it out as a small tail, you know range support, and uh, scouting capabilities, but... Those are the ones that can go invisible, right? Yeah, yeah. Sick. Okay. Yeah, you know, doing the same kind of stuff I've been doing so far, but mm -hmm. better, just, you know, marking targets, making cyber attacks. Hmm. Uh, and then I'm probably going to branch out to something with a little bit more of a cyber warfare capability, you know, if I can swing it, maybe get, get a goblin. Ooh, dang, one of the little guys. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily need the frame, but there's a lot of software in there that uh, mm. that's very, fairly aggressive. Mm. Yeah, like those things are absolute monsters when it comes to hacking. Yeah, melting. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're interested in being stepped on and you see Melo walk out, you see he's like actually telling himself off. Oh, yo! Guess he was probably in the simulator. Okay. 
What are you uh, piloting? Now, what's your flavor of choice? Now, now, it's a secret. Oh, really? Mm. Can't say, again, under NDA here. All right, all right, you keep your secrets. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, though, um, I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A man needs to keep something secret, at least. <laughs> I see him kind of like look up in the distance. I see, I've seen you coming in and out of these um, pods for the last couple of days, uh, getting antsy about seeing some action. More simply getting used to each other in terms of combat. We're working as a team. Might as well know how the other ones operate in case uh, things get rough down there. Mm. It has been a while. I've primarily experienced with infantry tactics, so some aspects of mech combat are a little obtuse. And I I motion towards the gigantic fist on um, Blitz's robot, and I'm like, and like, just then that's sort of like, I. (laughs) The cap gave me, the cap gave me labels for all my buttons in my mech. He nah. didn't read the manual. Ah. <laughs> well, that's good, I guess. Um, well, um, it is interesting. It is always interesting to see you three. <laughs> Can't say the same for my partners. They, I haven't mm-hmm. seen them around since the, the briefing. But uh, Who have you been partnered with, anyways? Or is that... Um, and he makes like a hush-hush motion with his hands. Oh, no, they're nothing to write home about, really. I... I can't even remember their names, honestly. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well. Um, when, it's not my first time having to work with people who are uh, a bit below my standard. <laughs> but maybe one day we'll work together. <laughs> I think I'd like that, man. Yeah, he was hoping. Yep. Once again, I'll have to bid you adieu. Good luck with your um, practice. You too. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is you decide to do next. He uh, walks off. Oh, by the way... Off and turns around. You might want to buy yourself some cold weather gear. And he uh, keeps going. Hmm. And he, as he walks off, I just turn to these two. Did we tell him about the mission that we're doing? I assume we're probably headed to a similar place. Then again, he might just be messing with us. <laughs> what, do you think he's a narc? No. Do you think we can trust him? Maybe. No. But, I mean... Spending union money on union goods. Uh, it all goes back to union. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't hurt <sighs> anything but our uh, luggage. So, uh, yeah. Uh, good thing I packed light. Yeah. Um, in that case, I'm going to go and buy some cool weather gear. Yeah, same. Yeah. Right. Um, question. I already purchased a... Wilderness Survival Kit, would that contain cold weather gear? Because it says it has a backup environmental suit, but it doesn't say cold weather. Yeah. So your hard suits are, are like, can uh, can be used to essentially uh, be cold uh, cold weather gear, like they're insulated, but okay. if you're like walking around, you're not always going to be wearing your hard suit, unless you want to. If, mm-hmm. you're, that, if you're that type of guy. The kind of person who wears full, full armor all whole Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of <laughs> like the person who wears their school uniform on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, or, like, or after, or after <laughs> school. Thank, thank you for your service. I gotta ask, why are you in full uniform in an Applebee's? Is this a combat zone? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, I will I will pick up some coats and some layers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, is there anything else you guys are interested in doing? No. Um, uh, I think we're good before the week's over. Alright, well... With that, um, the week passes. Um, you are all brought onto a uh, ship. Okay. Um, you. Uh, <clears throat> it's 
So you are, uh, the ship is smaller, it is obviously, um, as it is deployed from the bigger ship, um, and you make your way through, uh, the, essentially you are, you have a couple union liaisons, um, you don't know them, they don't really make an effort to introduce themselves, but mm-hmm. you very clearly are, can tell they're kind of just like running the ship, and yeah. they're, they're, they're there if you need anything, mm-hmm. um, and you are, uh, you make your, you leave, uh, passing by the planet, um, in, that you, uh, all came from, or ship, or the, whatever, whatever locations you, you arrived from, you pass by, and they, uh, <clears throat> Slide into the distance as your uh, engines uh, blast you forward towards the blink gate. Um, have all of you experienced blink space travel before? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Probably not. Well, maybe like once, okay. just to get here. All right. Well, um, it's not uncomfortable, but it does feel odd. You feel once you enter blink space, it's very quick. Like it's not. It's not exactly like. A Star Wars light speed situation. Yeah, it happens instantaneously. Pretty much, but you do. There is like a lingering after effect that you start to feel. It's not like you're not like you don't feel sick, but you definitely feel different. Like feel like a weird, like kind of like a seasick queasiness almost for like a second. That's the thing. It's like you. like the the longer thing is essentially the all of the checks you have to go through to get through the gate. Um, and then you, once you're in, it's just kind of, it, you hear the, this, the massive machinery of this thing, like, which, like, since all of you have been through one, it's not that, it, it, it's one of those things that kind of becomes commonplace. Yeah. But to an outside observer, this thing is a massive piece of technology that, that the energy required to power it is beyond what you could even comprehend. And, yeah. And, and as it were to life and the energies and the paracausal energies of it bind together into what is essentially a blink gate and yeah. you pass through it. For you it's a regular day, but man, yeah. the the kind of like yeah, the zap to the opposite side, um, you just um, you're just you're through. Yeah. And you're there and suddenly you have a distinct feeling of not of otherness for a moment. And then you're here. It's the yeah. moment where they kill off the like originals that were at the gate, and they free print the the yeah, us yeah. as clones. Yeah, and the, the, like the, human, the human printer. Yeah, yeah. And we we had that moment of disassociation until we're like, no, we're we're the original. We're totally the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for that one incident where they didn't get fully deleted, and they came back for revenge. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the incident. <laughs> but yeah, um, you're you are now in the tenth ring, otherwise known as Cascade. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, the people on the ship inform you that the uh, um, the trip will be a uh, couple days still um, to for you to actually get there, as they need to navigate through some obstructions. Um, uh, the grasp is not it's it's, it's not like ringed by a, a a dome of asteroids or anything, but there is some. It's not exactly easy to get to. It does require going through some debris. Um, just enough to make it inconvenient, but not enough to make it impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like a Kepler belt situation. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible, but you it's it was enough that the uh, IPSN guys who went through were kind of like, are we sure we're going the right way? And mm-hmm. I was partial. But eventually, um, you pass through the obstructions and find yourselves um, at a. Uh, 
you can't obviously you can't see all the planets from where you are. It's not exactly how it works, but but yeah, um, you uh, come up on what looks like a rather verdant planet. Ooh. Um, it you you know you've seen pictures of Cradle on the OmniNet, um, and it doesn't look exactly like that. Obviously, there's not as much water. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot more land here, but the uh, the climate you can tell there's greenery, mm-hmm. um, and you can tell that it that the planet is habit- like inhabited. Uh, there's satellites. Um, they're slightly archaic. Um, you know, uh, they're probably they're obviously not the latest models, mm-hmm. um, and you are passing by them pretty quickly, so you don't get a good look. Yeah. But the um, as you enter the atmosphere, uh, you begin to see more and more of landscape. Um, and it seems like, despite being fully colonized, um, this planet is still quite beautiful. Damn. Um, you, a- after hearing of the devastation that Cradle suffered with the first wave of humanity, um, and the, its eventual rebuilding, um, most of the stories of Earth's beauty are, they're not lost, I mean, there's photos and stuff, but they really can't capture the degree of beauty that... Uh, you could if you really experienced it. And as you're coming down onto this planet's surface, you feel like what you assume people felt like when seeing like a great field and or you know a rather beautiful um, orchard. In, in that the uh, the closer you get, the more uh, it seems that there are wooded areas, but interspersed with what look like these very large cities. Hmm. Um, can't see any, I can't see quite a bit uh, that much detail as it is also clearly snowing. What? Seems like this is the uh, the <clears throat> the section of planet you're landing in. It seems like it is winter. Hmm. Okay. Well, looks like Melo wasn't kidding. Heck of a beautiful planet, though. No wonder that rich guy wanted to make this place his own personal resort. Mm. Um, additionally. Um, uh, as you are coming down, you see that you are there. You see large population centers in the distance, but it seems that you are coming down on what looks like a uh, more separated area um, and some sort of. You can't make it out with all the snow coverage, but it seems like smaller buildings and some sort of large structures. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, what do these structures look like exactly? Just big buildings? Or? So as you come closer, you see that these structures are moving, um, and you recognize them as some sort of mining equipment. Okay. Um, as you, uh, the ship lands on the surface, um, uh, you can see through your uh, viewports, not literal viewports, like video yeah. feed, obviously, um, it looks like these large mining apparatuses. So many, you've all been on planet square with resource gathering. You've all seen mining rigs and you know, the, the types of um, large machinery that's used to excavate resources. But like, there's something about these ones that are, it seems a bit different. Like, How uh, so? you can't see a lot in detail, but like the way they move is very smooth. And as you look closer and kind of use the, the viewport to zoom in, like the, the structure of it's like, are any of you actually like mechanics? Uh, I nope. have some mechanical no. training. Okay. Uh, you get like a weird feeling of like, you know when you're watching one of those videos where like, the, like the factory ones when they're like machining and they like 
cut something and it like perfectly spirals oh, and spirals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like right when they're now. using like an industrial mill or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like industrial mills when they're like moving, like creating a spring perfectly and or it's like, like sorting that... objects. Uh, like, like that's the kind of feeling you get looking at these things. That just... these machines are built incredibly finely. Yeah, so this it's... is very precise work. Yeah. It's oddly satisfying to watch. Yeah, despite being these huge mining rigs that, that you would normally see like spewing like a bunch of black gas into the sky. The emissions from these things, you can't tell if it's the snow or, or, or it's tough to see, but the emissions look weird. Like, they don't look like like kind of normal black clouds or, you know, some places, a lot of places use clean fusion. Yeah. That, uh, and pollution's not a huge thing anymore, but, like, there is still an association of, of mining materials with, like... The mm-hmm. kind of dirt and grime that are always produced from runoff from yeah. yeah from industrial runoff. But this place is the, too clean almost. I mean, you can't really tell with the snow, but at very least, the machinery seems to be uh, very, very. You get this feeling, uh, and it's kind of like smooth. Like you just feel smooth, which is like <laughs> a weird feeling to have. But, so smooth. <laughs> Um, and as you uh, walk off the ship, you notice that there are two other ships similar um, that uh, have also landed. It looks like they landed before you. <laughs> and you see individuals in the distance walking towards the same structure you are, but you can't really make them out. Question, do these ships have, like, union markings on them, or are these just, like, just blank-ass ships? They're not. They're more nondescript, but they are pretty large since they, do, they are all carrying all of your mags. Right, so, mm-hmm. but they, are, they don't have, like, any union markings on them. Nope. All right. I mean, our, our mechs are all size ones, so it doesn't yeah. need to accommodate, yeah. like... Yeah. Massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no size... As far as you can see, based on the size of the ships, there's no size 3 max here. Okay. All right. Almost like they only got people that use size 1 or smaller max. Well, they're going to be disappointed very soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, you've been told that they have makers here that yeah. were either either built or either supplied as, as goodwill gifts from Union or um, just Union-based ones, because Union has a foothold here, they just don't have a very present one. Right. Based okay. on what you've heard. Alright, well, I... Yeah, there's not like a there's not like a Union uh, embassy on every corner. Kind yeah, of it, it's they have the small demilitarized zone, and that's about it. Alright, so yeah, I will, like, I'll put on the coat and stuff from the cold weather gear, and we'll head out to meet the other people that have came off the, that come off the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Or uh, follow directions on whatever yeah, we're you're, to do. Yeah. You're, you're essentially led by the Union Reps to uh, a facility. Uh, you don't meet up with the other groups. Uh, looks like they are going into other buildings. Uh, but you are brought into what looks like a outpost. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrary to the um, uh, to the mining equipment, um, it is not as smooth on the inside of here. It seems like it's built more utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but the outside was, did from first glance, did look very nice. So... You get a feeling that this po- aesthetics probably play a large part in this culture. Hmm. Uh, that is further solidified by the appearance of a uh, large, uh, burly man wearing incredibly nice-looking winter gear, uh, sporting multiple rings, uh, bracelets, necklaces, um, and a jewel-encrusted eye patch. <laughs> Jesus! But huh. does he have an authoritative hat? He is not. <laughs> I outrank you. <laughs> you're, 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 also, you realize. Also, as you've been walking, you've been having to like hold your hat on your head as wind's been trying to blow it off. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So your your hands are your hands are, as you enter the building. Your hands are on either sides of your authoritative hat. Hey, Captain, you, you ever considered getting like a strap for that? No, that would look dumb. 
I will never compromise the aesthetics. Never! Alright, alright. I can respect the aesthetics at least. Anyway, so uh, this large jewel-encrusted man uh, walks up. Hello! You are the new meat, I see. Uh, it, how many others are there? Is it just the three it's of us? It's the three of you and two union uh, two liaisons. You liaisons who are standing in the back. I look over and I like look at the liaisons to ensure that like this is the guy we're supposed to meet. They both like do like the the, 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 yeah. the yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. I grin and give him a two fingered salute. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Name's Cash. I'm your uh, what what's the word liaison for this uh here uh mission you're going on. And I know you'll probably want to stick around now that you met me, but unfortunately our time together will be rather short. I know, it's not very cash money of me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, unions brought you down for a couple reasons, but the main one, you're damn good in a fight. So, we're going to use that. And by use it, I mean you're going to be running the defensive. No, I figured as much. <laughs> That being said, there is a high probability of combat. Those damn fingers have been snooping around in places and getting them their hands <laughs> where they don't belong. We got some resource shipments going out. Essential stuff Union requires for the setup and maintaining of their tech. We know that they know that we're moving it. So you and the other groups are going to be working together to protect the individual supply runs. Now, Thanks to our uh, beautiful climate now here on Trident, you will have the element of, well, you will have an element of uh, visibility protection. That being said, so will the enemy. Uh. <clears throat> Make sure you got your sensors on, your scanner's working, because it's going to be a damn cold night. Do we have any idea? Are we inside a building or outside a building at this point? You're inside the building. Okay. Do we have any idea on the size of their forces? Well... There ain't gonna be no uh, size, mega-sized guns, but they have been known to move in fast and hit hard. Lost a, another group a uh, couple months ago to uh, their uh, guerrilla tactics. Hmm. I mean actual guerrilla tactics. They like ran up, ripped a dude's arm off, and started beating him with They're mechs, they're giant gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> they're using the Kongs. <laughs> so... Uh, in terms of self-defense, how far do you want us to go in terms of, uh, you know... As long as the package reaches its de destination... Alright. Anything goes. Okay. Not, like, we're freaks or anything, though. I'm not gonna hear about no war crimes. Don't... No. Don't worry. I'm not into weird sex stuff, sir. Ha, ha, ha. We'll be fine. <laughs> do you get the look of both of you? <laughs> Alright, that's all you need to know. I'll be your point of contact. Yep. I'll be on comms so you can hear my beautiful voice the whole time. Awesome. I like this one. Captain, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, I found a kindred spirit. You <laughs> uh, <clears throat> push off at uh, 0600. Your bunks are over there, and you see, like, literally, like, on the wall, there are, like, a triple bunk bed. Mm. Yeah. I call top. And I run over to the bunk bed and I swing myself up into the top bunk. You swing yourself up, there's already a half there. What? I look over and... I will you... roll off for this. Have you thrown your hat? Alright. Yeah. <laughs> roll skill, off. What skills do you guys have? 
I'm gonna pull rank. Alright, so you're <laughs> all pull rank. Chris, what do you what do, uh, don't you have like get to something fast? Um yeah, I'm gonna roll yeah, I'm gonna roll the fast movement skill. Just a sec. Uh just a sec. <laughs> um get somewhere fast, plus two. <laughs> alright. Roll off. Uh eight plus two, that's ten. Yeah, that beats me. Right. Okay. So, so what happens is you run up, you jump on the top, and then I, my, and then my hat hits the hat, you. The hat bounces off his head and then falls and spins into the bunk below. <laughs> yeah. I am the captain now. <laughs> I don't actually say that. <laughs> Can you see Cash just looking at you? Well, glad they hired professionals. Walks off. Noir <laughs> just gets in, like just shrugs his shoulders and gets into the bottom bunk. <laughs> Alright, um, so, uh, as you guys are just getting your stuff set up, uh, the you see the union liaison leave, mm-hmm. um, and a, a couple people actually come into the room, uh, you, looks like you guys are set up in the common area, mm-hmm. so, uh, you see uh, a woman and a man, uh, walk in, the woman is, you see, is shuffling a deck of cards, mm-hmm. and she sits down, she's like, oh, hey, new, uh, the, uh, the mercs are here. And the, guy, and the guy and the guy walks up and says, "Oh, you guys are early." Mm, well, I guess we must have pushed Time's off. Relative. Yeah, that too. Oh, science one. Okay. <laughs> uh, the the girl, the woman is just being sh- sh- uh, just continues shuffling the cards and then sits down at the table and she holds up the the deck. Interested? I've got nothing to bet with, but yeah, sure, I'll play a few rounds. I'm down. I hop down from the top bunk. Uh, sorry, haven't introduced ourselves. Name's Axel. Axel Godstar. You, you see the guy raise his eyebrow. Uh, yeah, nice to meet you. Name's Kane. Kane! Good to meet you too, man. Noir, and I just sort of, like, give them each, uh, like, a, a two-finger salute. Amber. Oh, that's a quite, that's a pretty name. Uh, I'm Sandra. So, you guys were, I'm assuming, are, what, local, um, workers? You don't seem to be too. You seem to be pretty surprised that, well, you call us mercs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. That's kind of. Well, you know, old habits die hard. Um, most, you know, uh, most off-worlders like yourselves don't get quite a warm welcome here. Um, but you know, we've we've been dealing with union for the last couple uh, years, so you know, we we got used to it. Are you locals? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we're both from here. We. Uh, this used to be. Uh, well. This didn't used to be a union-run uh, facility. This was a uh, this was Trident, and Trident kind of handed it over as a gesture of goodwill. Oh. Did not go over well with local population. Yeah. So we've heard. Now I suppose that's why we're here, though not necessarily for those reasons. Well, it's also the reason we're here. Is uh, they only said they, they, were, they were only able to get away from uh, <clears throat> a public uh, outcry by hiring. Uh, Trident only, so. Oh, I see. So you work the uh, Ember gestures out towards the the giant smooth mechs. Oh, now those things mostly run themselves. We uh, we're we're running the transport. Oh, okay. So you guys are in charge of getting the package from point A to point B, and we're covering your flanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's kind of your job to make sure that we make it. So. Uh, oh, well, that's our plan. So those. Mechs, the, the mining machines, are those run by people or by Devi? Oh, oh no, Devi doesn't run these things. Uh, they're mostly run by, um, what's the subalterns? Do you remember what those things are called? That's the, one second. 
Mm, subaltern. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those uh, those things are run a lot by a lot of, a lot of subalterns, honestly. Uh, we actually got a couple here. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Conrad! Hey, Conrad, get in here! And you see a subaltern, um, which is essentially kind of like an android, hmm. uh, walk in and say, Hello! Do you need anything? Sandra, do you need anything? They're just like, oh no, no, we just... They... Unidentified user, do you need anything? <laughs> these, these are the, these are the mercs. Oh, hello. It just stand, it just stands there. Noir, like, waves at it as if it's like, like, he's not sure exactly how to interact with this thing. What's up, Conrad? Hello. Um, also, uh, what do Kane and Sandra, what do they look like exactly? Um... You know, the, they're human. Yeah. As, as all people in Lance are pretty much are, except, yeah. except for that one group. Um, the, uh, yeah, but uh, they seem like, uh, they're not as uh, garishly adorned as Cash is. Yeah. Um, but they are dressed rather well. Uh, Sandra has a uh, rather ornate hair clip. Okay. Um, but otherwise she's wearing, like, work clothes. Okay. Um, they're, well, they're form-fitting. They look. They what you what you do notice is like all their clothes almost look tailored. Mm-hmm. So you they they're even in these work uniforms seems to be a high level of focus on aesthetics. So, so they like so, no dirt under the fingernails, no like hairs loose or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. There's a bit of that. I mean, they're still working. Like mm-hmm. they're not they're not fashion models, mm-hmm. but you do notice that like in in places where you can maintain a consistent level of of style very easily. Right. They do. Hmm. You, you get some kind of Smith Shimano feels, considering most of the, of the stuff they make is all hand, is all... Bespoke. Art, bespoke, yeah. Artisanally created. Hmm. So. Okay, okay. So, um... Although, yes, they, although they are definitely not supplied by Smith Shimano. So yeah. The whole, we don't that, that would be weird things considered. Yeah. Is Conrad still there, or what's the Conrad's situation? Conrad's just standing there. Okay. And I'm just kind of... Sandra and uh, Kane are just like... They give it no mind. Yeah, they aren't really paying attention. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, th- so just for the clarity of our audience, how sentient is... A subaltern? Yeah, um, I mean... Like, it's smarter than the things that are pilot that are like piloting the... Uh, yeah, I'd imagine like probably just below like levels where it gets to be classified as a an NHP, which is the actual, like... AI so smart you have to put a limiter on them to make sure they don't go like full self aware and destroy shit. Yeah, like they're so subalt mix or subalt. Let me just double check. I'll, I'll check for for more purposes. But as far as I'm aware, they're kind of like I as far as I'm aware, they're kind of like the dummy plug. Uh, yeah, it looks like subalterns are just like androids essentially, and like we they could have like an NHP in them, I think. But these this subaltern seems. Um, Simplistic. Rather, simplistic, yeah. It's not complex. Uh, it's probably it's, they did not make it to be com- a conversationalist. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it could probably, if you asked it questions, it could probably answer them, and it would be polite about it. Mm. Um, and it, it could probably engage in small talk, but a very small amount. Eh, rough. Mm. He's just kind of standing there. You see, and the other two uh, are have dealt all the cards out. And yeah. just, it looks like they're kind of waiting for you guys to sit down. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll take a seat. Like, at first I was a little weirded out by the android. I'm not entirely used to them, but after seeing that the guys are kind of treating him as more like a piece of furniture, I'm just going to take a seat and try to take my mind off him. I mean, you've definitely seen subalterns before. Yeah. Okay, okay, um, okay. Like, this isn't the first one you've ever seen. All right. Uh, they use them... 
rate a lot. Okay. Like, we use them for various, a lot of various things. Think, think closer to like an iRobot situation. Okay, okay. Yeah. In that case, then I'm not. Not everybody has one. They're on an iPod, but yeah. like people. They're ubiquitous. Yeah. So yeah, in that case, I'm not going to be as weirded out. So I'm just going to take a seat. Yeah. All right. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we'll also sort of like sit down. Though he does kind of look at the droid and he's like curious. It's like, oh, so then, uh, so the subalterns are they like NHPs where it's like just a program that's uploaded it, or are they connected to a network? Uh, it could be either. I mean, subaltern is more about the, the sh that they're in like an Android frame, right? But okay. what's in it can vary. Okay, so I, I make a note of that for later. But yeah, I will play cards. Are we playing? What is it? Just like, is there some sort of weird future game that we play, or is it just Texas Hold'em? Ben, what do you guys want to play? Well, I don't have anything to really bet, so preferably something that can be played competitively, but not necessarily, you know, with chips. Alright, uh, yeah, you'll just play, you guys just play Texas Hold'em, everyone, everyone roll a relevant skill that okay. makes sense for gambling. I'm going to stay cool. Okay. Uh, take charge? Sure. Okay. That is a 15 for me. I'll just stay cool as well, I think. Uh, 13. And 9. 15. 50. Alright, uh, Axel takes the first hand. Okay. Wow, I guess they do teach you space or cosmopolitan something up there, huh? <laughs> you pick up a few things. So, um, how long you guys been in this, uh, business? Like, as, uh, transporters and stuff? Well, I, I'm, I'm fairly new, says the, the woman, uh, Sandra. Yep. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't worked, uh, here very long. I actually used to work in the, uh, in the city. Um, but, uh, I came here, has, uh, been, his dad worked here, uh, the, uh his grandpa. You guys are locals. Okay. Uh, what's it like here? Yeah, I'm extremely local, says Kane. It seems like he's not, you wouldn't say that, he, that he's, the, bringing up his family is just kind of, mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. Okay. And, uh, so being uh, from around these parts, what do you have to say about this planet? Like, what sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, what's your read on it? I mean, it's nice. It's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, I've heard things about Union where you, you guys don't have any currency. Um, Depends on where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, if it's the core worlds, you don't really need currency. If it's kind of like the outer worlds and stuff... Like they're hoping to move the they're hoping to move like the status of the core worlds to the outer colonies. It's just a work in progress. Yeah. Well, well like my my grandpa, um, he was kind of uh, he wasn't first wave, but he uh, he definitely knew more about union and stuff. And he uh, he said that yeah, it was it was well he had heard from someone that it was more a lot more idyllic than I guess. So, just, sorry, clarification. These two are, like, locals that have lived on the planet, They correct? were born here and they've lived here. Okay. And they've never left. So, you guys are effectively, would you be, so, out of curiosity, um, would you, are you considered native citizens here to the people that have lived here since before contact? Yeah. So, it seems that the Fingers don't really have any qualms about attacking people that work with Union, even if they're locals. Uh, well, and when you bring up the fingers, both of them get kind of like, kind of quiet. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I guess. Uh, we don't really know what their deal is, honestly. Well, I mean, we kind of know, but it's just, it's just why? Like, why would they, 
Uh, and you see King Cat puts his cards down and just kind of like sits back. I just don't understand them. I, like, you know, we're told from a young age that, you know, the, the grasp is our home, it's where we'll live, born, it's where we'll die, and I guess some people just take that way too seriously, and, hmm. you know, like, I haven't worked with Union for that long, and, you know, my dad was kind of against it, you know, keep it in the family, we were born here, kind of thing, but, man, I just, some of the things I've heard they've done, hmm. just don't know, hmm. but, uh, well, fingers crossed, you know. Let's hope we all run into love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whose deal is it? Uh, I think it's mine, oh, actually. Yeah, uh, I'll take care of that. <laughs> no, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, yeah, so shovel them up, deal them out. All right. And I'm just going to try to... Yeah, see. and with that, you guys yeah. continue yeah. to play. Yeah. People win hands, lose hands. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, one more roll off, actually. Okay. Same thing? Yep. 13. Natural one. Yeah, uh, nine. All right, uh, you end up on the bottom bunk. <laughs> um, I can't believe that worked. Uh, yeah. Just a reminder: you, you go in too deep, and you bet your your bet your bunk position, and Noir beats you. <laughs> you see, Emil, it's like I told you: you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Mm, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so yeah um, so the one thing is that now that you're below um, Emil is that you notice that when like he sleeps it's actually very like turbulent like he tosses a lot and occasionally like if you are staying up late enough you actually hear him like wake up at a start and then like slowly go back to sleep yeah there's like about five minutes when uh, when Amber's like watching that and then it's like phone's on <laughs> Glasses on. You just put on your VR helmet. Yeah. 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 You, you, you jack into the Omni hook and you're just like, ah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. And with that, you guys uh, are awoken uh, at 0500. Early. Uh, by, okay. ca- by cash. Uh, literally hitting a pan with, uh, with, a, with a ladle. Wake okay. the fuck up, motherfuckers! Uh-huh. Okay. Beauty rest time's over. All right. Oh, oh. Time to get out there. Uh-huh. Ooh. Noir is out like a shot, though it seems he still thought he was on the <laughs> bottom bunk because he basically, like, rolls out of the bunk and was like, Whoa! <laughs> Ow! Oh, you okay down there? I'll live. <laughs> All right. That's the danger of not being on the bottom bunk. <laughs> I didn't want to bet you for it. You put that into the pot. <laughs> and we're paying you to keep us alive, huh? Well, don't worry. We're a lot more competent in a... How tall are the robots? Like, oh, size one's probably like... 50 feet? No, that's way too tall. No. Hey, think about it this way, Chief. We'll fight them as if they have the top bunk. Oh, God. No, ignore him. What is a good analogy? You saw how much I wanted that top bunk. Uh-huh. As you see, like, Cash is already leaving and just points in this direction as he walks out. Yeah. Yeah. No, we all, like... All right. Yeah. So you uh, are all... Uh, you all don your winter gear as you, yep. were, as you were walking uh, to a large hangar where it looks like they've placed all of your mechs. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, suit up in your hard suits mm-hmm. um, and uh, get in to your mechs. Um, you... You... This is actually, like, you been in the simulators. This is actually the first time you've sat in your actual mechs. Uh, looks like you all, like, adjust yourselves. 
uh, Axel actually got the seat the way you like it. It has my groove. <sighs> well, I thought we we did a little bit of that on the ship when the while they were being constructed. Like yeah, you check them. And yeah. Stuff. But like this is like the first time you've turned them on. Like had to do a cycle the engine to like beep, beep, beep. check the actuators. Your uh, verify all the manipulators are working. Mm-hmm. So you all do your kind of like <clears throat> ready sequence, hitting all the switches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you you cycle engines. You uh, you test. Uh, you you verify grip strength. You crack the knuckles of your mechs. Yep. Um, I uh, throw a few practice jabs. Noir just uh, like cycles through all of his weapons, checks to make sure his ammo's there, all of his gears where he put it. Yep. All your stuff seems to be functional and set up. <laughs> Um, and you see um, a large uh, APC-style uh, device uh, roll out. Um, and you see uh, Sandra, Kane, and a group of other people climbing into it. Um, Sandra turns as she's climbing up the ladder to, to you guys and waves. I wave back. <laughs> for a bunch. And, and I give her a thumbs up. Um, and... Uh, uh, King kind of like pushes at her from uh, below, and she's like, "Oh, she's keep going." Um, yeah, and they uh, they climb up into the uh, uh, into the uh, armored personnel carrier, um, and uh, on your as you are booting everything up, you hear uh, a calm going. <clears throat> All right, so this is how it's gonna go down. You're in unit two. That, and he point. You see him pointing. Somehow he knows which direction to point for you guys. Um, is your grail. That is your home. That is your protect. That is what you will need to protect. That's the the APC with Sandra yes. and Kanan, yes. right? Okay. So, but like like APC, you mean like a, a standard size APC? Right? No, it's quite large. Okay. Actually. Yeah. It's you would say it's about six spaces, okay. or it's a two by three space size thing. So it's quite large. Like they're they're transporting a lot of stuff. Okay. It's pretty dense. Okay. Yeah. Not something we can just like pick up like a football. No, and, like, run. You, no. You guys can't pick it up. You probably you could you might be able to push it. It's... <laughs> um, but it's using. Uh, I'm getting Team Fortress Two cart flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. It's got yeah. It's got treads and everything. Um, and it looks like it's very well armored. I'm, I'm getting fucking uh, what is it into the breach vibes all of a sudden. Those goddamn train missions. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah. That maybe this time, if there's something in front of the train, it moves first and can, like, hit it and not just immediately die. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of into the breach. We've got the big punchy robot and everything. <laughs> big punchy robot, the, the robot that shoots shit from far away, the one that's, like, the weird middle ground. All right. Formation up. Someone take lead. Uh, who's got the bet? Well, I mean, I'll probably take lead because... You, you take lead because yep. your weapons have the shortest range. Yep. Right, I'll cover. I'll cover flanks, and I'll take the other flank. Okay. Uh, yeah, we go in there then. All right. So you guys have are in uh, a formation around yeah. the machine, and you uh, begin moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are given a waypoint to go to. It is visible on all of your internal maps. Yep. You also have downloaded top topographical <laughs> topographic data for this area. Mm-hmm. You know, like where you know essentially where like the hills and valleys are, um, and it's called out specific points where they believe it are it would be most advantageous for enemies to ambush you. Like when we're going through like a valley pass or something like yep. that. Okay. Um, so I have a scout drone, mm-hmm. um, and I assume that we are moving at a pace where I can just 
have it deployed and like move it around while we're like walking this thing. Like we're not moving at like yep, yeah, it's not moving at super speed. Like it's go, it's trudging along. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've got it um, just kind of like scouting ahead, like just slightly ahead and to the side, like uh, like moving kind of in an orbit around us. Okay. What does the scout turn actually have in terms of stats? Okay. When you use this system, you can deploy a drone to an area in your sensor range and line of sight. It admits a burst to area which grants the following benefits. Hostile targets in that area um, uh, that end their turn in the area immediately lose hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, hostile characters cannot benefit from invisibility, and I reveal the current HP, evasion, e-defense, and heat levels of all targets in the mm-hmm. area. Oh, wow. And, I, and it's a quick action to redeploy it, so assuming... That just means I'm moving it around, and it's doing a ping every as we're, you know, moving about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are trudging along. Um, your max reactor is keeping the snow from accumulating on your bodies as they uh, shed. Um, you realize that this area would probably be quite beautiful if it wasn't covered in snow. Mm-hmm. Um, on the plus side, my processing power is up half a percentage. Yeah, it's not quite, it's not quite, um... <laughs> Look at that power! <laughs> it's not quite a tundra out here, but it is definitely not as nice as some of the areas you saw from space. Yeah. Um, you're moving over rather, in some cases, harsh terrain, um, but uh, ultimately there, there's still quite a few, you know, nice rock formations and... Uh, things that you you're sure would look really good if you guys weren't on mission and had time to bask in the uh, taking the sights. Right. Uh, you pass the first ambush point. Um, you your all of your sensors are kind of on and, and prepped. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't detect anything. The scout drone flies past. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of sing it, send it into crevices and like corners that you think it might that someone might be hiding, but you don't see anything. Um, Continue on. Um, <clears throat> you are now moving up what looks like in some sort of incline. Um, as you are moving up, um, Chris, make an agility save. What? Okay. Um, let me think. I have agility plus one, so I roll a d20 and add that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh, that is a one. All right, so your next foot uh, lands on what looks like solid ground, but... Uh, it is not, and uh-huh. your mech collapses forward into uh, what seems like uh, some sort of uh, snow drift that had accumulated and kind of built up in, in a hole in a way that made it appear as if it was equal solid ground to everything else, okay. but not. You, Your mech is kind of like half submerged in the snow. Whoa! Um, and yeah. the uh, impact of you landing... Um, you realize the the ground around you guys begins to shake a little bit. Oh god, it's an avalanche. Um, your sensors and your scout drone detect that there is some a large uh, seems to be some sort of large thing incoming. Uh oh. How large? Uh, an avalanche size. Okay, yeah, so it's an avalanche. Okay. Shit. Uh, hmm. Vice. Uh, I'm just trying to think because I'm wondering if there's a way that you could like. Like can't like if there's a way that you could do the fire versus fire thing where like you create another avalanche to like impact the other avalanche and stop it. Double avalanche. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But I was like, I could do that with my jackhammer ability by just being like, okay, if I fire like so I asked Vice, like, 
is there any way that we can prevent that snowdrift by, like, using another snowdrift? There is a definite possibility. <laughs> Probability is sitting around 60%. Oh, great. That local topography has been analyzed, but has changed based on climate. Okay. Um, is there any way that we can move the APC out of the Avalanche's Pass? Or is it, like, coming down? Like, is it coming to the side of us? Or, like, in front of us? So the APC is already, um, is already moving backwards. It's trying to get out of the way. Okay. Um, you can try to help push it, uh, because it is seeing, seeing some resistance. You can try clearing the way behind it. Or, or you can try stopping the Avalanche. Uh, Chris, you will not be able to act for the first uh, turn of I'm this. I'm freeing myself. Since you are getting out of the hole. Yeah, so I, I send um, Panoptica the information about like canceling it out using another snowdrift and like a message that's just like Captain Orders. Can I use a tech action to like calculate the angles and basically give a lock-on bonus? Yes. So roll, roll tech attack. Well, I'm still. <laughs> Hack that snow. Can I use the marker light? No. Okay. No. Uh, so that's uh, 18. All right. Ah, ah, Panoptica's analysis has increased your targeting percentage to 80%. Okay. Um, I'll take that as good enough. So I'm just going to use my uh, jackhammer ability. Okay. So it's basically just quick action, and I do like 10. Uh, what is it? It's like. 20 AP damage to that section. Basically, just, you know, it's a big-ass explosion. Roll a D10. A D10? Oh, jeez. Uh, where's one? There we go. You have an 80% chance of success. That's a 10. So is it high or low? I was, I would say high. Okay. So the, uh... So you, with your, uh, shot, um, you are able to perfectly pinpoint the location of the, uh, vulnerability in the avalanche. And the you see that the large snowdrift cascades with another one, and you know it's not perfect. It's not like they stop it. Yeah, but, the, but, it, but like it diverts of, it enough. But it's diverted enough that it uh, is only minor and minor inconvenience to you all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as as this occurs, uh, Axel is able to free himself from the snow that he has fallen into. Um, and uh, over the comms, uh, you hear Cash. Wow, good job out there. Uh, for a second, I thought we were going to have to dig you out with some shovels. To probably you. <laughs> Me? Uh, well, just all of oh, you. Oh, it's all of you. Because you were all going to be covered in snow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, uh, I mean, hey, uh, thank Noir over there. I mean, he was the one who came up with the idea to start the avalanche. So I, like, I would go over to, like, in the thing, and I just kind of, like, grab onto the back of your mech and kind of, like, pull you out a little, like, help pull you out a little bit. All right, you, you were already most of the way yeah. out, but, like, you're just, like, your foot was stuck. Yeah. Whew, All right, thanks. Let's... You still have jump jets on your back? I do, I do, but, You uh... can't really fire them when you're stuck in something, though, so yeah. I don't know how it works. Yeah, it, that well, would be... You could rev the engine to melt the snow. You could, yeah. But if you just, like, tried to boost, like, tear your legs <laughs> just... off. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 I'm free! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right, so, yeah, um... Uh... Panoptica, has anyone been, uh, is anyone sort of waiting in the wings of that? Uh, anything coming up on scanners or drones? Nope. But what you're, you have realized is that your path is now blocked, so you're going to have to detour. Okay. How much of a blockage? 
uh, enough that you probably can't blast it. And if you blasted it, you might cause another avalanche. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's not a stable life. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it would be, they, you could go over this thing, but it would take way longer. And it's that, the, right. the way that to get, a, the way to get there on time is to take a detour. Take a detour. So right. your, your computers, onboard computers, um, uh, recalculate. It looks like you're going to have to go around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and with that, you you all have to kind of uh, you the the APC moves back and then kind of makes a turn, mm-hmm. and you all begin to loop around this uh, large hill. Mm-hmm. Um, your your recalculate area uh, attempts to get you the most defensible uh, path possible, um, and you slowly move through terrain. Um, you. Uh, actually end up passing through a forested area, but it looks like a path has been cut out. Um, otherwise, your mechs would be knocking trees over. Mm. Cash, is this your crew's doing? The path, I'm referring to the path. <clears throat> looks like an old service path. I uh, can't say that it's probably well-maintained, but uh, I don't know. Uh, guess you're just lucky. Mm. Watch your step. Alright. I continue forward. Yeah. Um, and with that, you all uh, continue through the woods. Um, your drone seems to detect something. Okay. What, uh, what am I looking at? Detects movement. Uh, movement up ahead is up ahead, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll basically just, like, I basically get into firing position and I sort of just wait to see if something shows up. Okay. What do you do? Um, I'm going to do the same, take out the big rifle. Okay. And, uh... Blitz. Mm, what's the plan? Poke the hornet's nest. You got it, Cap. So. So you're just going to drive towards the movement? Yep. All right, so you knock down a bunch of trees. Yep. Um, and yep. Uh, as you are dashing through the forest. Um, through the snow, you might say. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I would not. Um, all right. Um, and uh, make an attack. Okay. As you, as you see a... Probably one half sized uh, shape moving up on you, and your senses indica- indicate it's coming towards you. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a love tap. Oh yeah. So one half size is about the size of a person, like that, the yeah. power suit. Well, but... Yeah, probably like eight to ten feet tall. Yeah, that's right. ours. I'm gonna roll a d20 and add. It's my first melee attack, so I'm gonna add a d6 as well. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, fifteen plus two, seventeen. All right. Uh, 17 hits. Okay. So, uh, I believe that for me it is... Just a moment. Let's... Thank you. Uh, yes. My thing that I'm using is 1d3 plus 2. So, uh, that is 3 plus 2. I deal 5 damage. That would be 4 plus 2, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Because 4, because 5 is 4. 5, five is... No, 1d3. Yeah, um, either a 1 or a 2 on a d6 means 1. Three oh, two. I, I always do... One and four, two and five, three and six. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, same spread. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, three, yeah. all right. So three. All right. So you absolutely annihilate this woodland creature. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, <laughs> so what happens? Des- describe this travis. So it's not like it's a squirrel. It is one half size. So it it's looks, pretty big. Yeah. So like a moose. Essentially, like. <laughs> This, it, what looks like some sort of quadrupedal, um, large furred animal, uh, it had a pair of, it had a large pair of antlers in addition to, but it was, imagine like a bear with like a full set of antlers and a tail. Oh my god, so I just, boom, 
boom. And then I imagine his broken corpse just slams into a tree nearby that, or something. It actually goes flying across the path and lands in front of you guys. So, Captain, do you detect any more movement? Like, no, no significant size movement. <laughs> no significant size movement. All right, then. So I moving. come down from the trees. Oh, my God, what have I done? Oh, God. You reacted to a threat. It's fine. Keep moving. <laughs> you, you might have had cubs. Oh, God. I never killed an animal before. You, and like at this noir like actually stops and goes like, Blitz, have you actually been in a combat scenario before? There's a difference between people and animals. Animals are innocent. People are pieces of shit. They deserve to be killed. Oh, God. And I just, yeah. <laughs> I just poke me. Come on. Get up. I didn't need you that high. Okay, I'm gonna... I'm gonna roll. Um, is it take control or pull rank? Take control. Eight. Mm, Chris, how do you feel about that? Blitz. Professionalism. Right. Get it together. Okay, we'll, we'll keep moving. Think about it this way: if you had held back and it would and it was a goblin, it would be on your suit right now. Hmm. I guess. And it would have ejected you and thrown you out into the snow. And then it would have killed me with my own mech. Yes. Alright. Goblins can do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goblins are fucky like that. Okay. Yeah, I guess, given the circumstances, it was the right action to take. Okay. Sorry, little guy. And I just, yeah, give the broken bear deer some... You, like, push some snow onto it so it's, like, a really crappy burial. Yeah. And then I just keep... Heading to, yeah, catch up with the convoy. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, as you guys progress through this detour, um, your, it looks like, it seems like your computers are calculating uh, possible ambush points uh, when uh, you come to what looks like a pack, so you're, you're in the forest, you're passing through the very end of the forest, but it looks like there's just a pile of trees that have been knocked over. To block the road? You think maybe? All right. Well, is that in our way? It's in your way, yeah. Okay. I I just hold up the mortar that I have. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I um. My hand is hovering over the hold, boost function. Hold on. Captain, uh, are there any potential avalanches I, I create? I'm gonna scan the wood pile. Okay. Uh, nine. Um, there's something in the pile. Something big for an object. But not something that I can interface with? Nope. Um, hmm. I don't want you to do that in case there's an explosive in there. But usual ordnance disposal methods are to explode or to detonate IEDs on contact. At least from a safe distance. We don't know the yield. True. <laughs> Alright. So there are just trees, like, to the either side, right? Yeah, there's plenty of cover. Okay. Uh, Blitz, get the big fist out. Make us a path. Yeah, um, I ready the big uh, fist on my left arm, and I'm gonna start attacking the obstacle. Roll. Wait, wait. wait. Are you gonna attack the obstacle, or are you going to move? Uh, so you're gonna punch the wood pile. Actually, because I have. Um, I was actually saying. Go cut a path. Cut around a path. Cut a path oh. around it. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Just bash through trees. I do have enhanced strength as a result of the mod. You don't need to do any attacks to knock down trees. You are a giant robot. Okay. <laughs> so, um, all right, I'm going to knock some trees down. Just one punch at a all time. Right. 
So you're just like wading your way through. Yep. Um, yeah. Boom. Roll to see how many animals you kill. Nah, uh, <laughs> make an agility save, Chris. I'm gonna get hit by a falling tree, aren't I? Nope. You take six damage. From what? From the landmine. What? Ah. Alright, so when you step off the path, yep. um, you step directly onto, uh, and your computer alerts you, um, huh? to danger ordinance, and your your foot raises as it, as the, it's too late. Click. Yeah. Um, and the landmine goes off, and, like, shrapnel goes flying into your mech's, uh, components, um, uh, and, uh, with so that... that wouldn't... Did it get picked up by the scout drone? Nope. Okay. Landmines are rough. Um, and the, uh, <clears throat> and with that, um, your scout drone does begin to detect heat signatures as it's, as, uh, mechs, as you detect mech reactors beginning to turn on. Ah, I see. Uh, and with there, we're gonna call it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Whew. Well, uh, heck of a way to end a session. Looks like we're going, uh... The gorillas. They're here. Yeah, right. <laughs> the gorillas. They're in the trees. Uh. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be in the trees? <laughs> oh, God. Cover the tree! The tree! <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to double check. I wasn't... Okay, am I crazy, or was there a system where you can apply labels to each other based on things you do? I feel like I, I looked... I read that... What, somewhere. like titles? Like something about triggers, or... Yeah, triggers are the, the plus two things that yeah, we have. Yeah, I feel like you... Yeah. Is there, am I crazy? Is this a different system I'm thinking of? It's essential your pilot will have moments when their background training or per... These are pilot's triggers. Apply it in the leg, apply face-to-face, or get somewhere fast. Mm-hmm. For actions that rely on your mech, you use your mech skills instead. Uh, they go from two to plus six. Oh, here we go. Backgrounds. All right. On any skill check outside of combat, either you or the gem can invoke your background. When you either invoke your background, the rest of the group decides whether you get an additional plus one accuracy or difficulty on that skill check based on what they know about your character. Then write down what you or the GM invoked on your character sheet. Okay. Uh, such as a phrase such as flirting, killing in cold blood, being subtle. All right. So. So, but we so have we to make it. So we weren't doing this while we were while we were playing. So I mean, we're going to do this post session. Just okay. that. And from now on, and after this, we'll, we'll be more active about doing invoking and background stuff. So, what is one thing that the group thinks each of you guys did? So, John, what is what is something that John's character did based on his background that we think could, we could give him a plus one for? That um, I can also invoke. I'd say, um, being, um, secretive about stuff. Or command, probably. Command. No, that's already part of it. No, that's already part of it. Like, it, it can't be a trigger you already have. Deception. Yeah. From the drink. <laughs> yeah. Like being subtle about stuff. What about um What about I'm trying to think of something that's a little more specific than being a secret. I, um yeah, you know what? Keeping secrets. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you can write keeping secrets on your sheet as something that you and like, so these are kind of are these kind of like aspects? They're kind of like aspects because I can because I can call on them when you write down. Yeah, you can invoke. You, yeah, so the rest of the group decides uh, on any skill check outside of combat. Either you or the GM can invoke your background when either you in, of, of you invoke either of you invoke your background. The rest of the group decides whether you get an additional plus one accuracy or plus one difficulty. Oh, I see. So we 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 pick as a group. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just to keep me from like being over. It, we're we we all know like we're not gonna be like yeah we're not metagame yeah we're gonna metagame yeah okay what's something about Harry 
Hmm. I would say, like, I don't know, former infantry or something like that? Hmm. How about... Or something like specific or like, you know, precision demolitions. I would just say grunt. Grunt. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. You do the job. You do it well. You do it exactly as you're told. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about my character? Reckless. Yeah. Reckless. Reckless? Yeah. What does, what would reckless give me? Like, if you do something reckless, I can either give you, if you do something reckless, you could get a plus or an accuracy, but if you're in a situation where you have to be careful, I can say you're reckless yeah. and I give you a plus one difficulty. Okay. Yeah, so in my case, it'd be like, oh, you're doing stuff related to soldiering, you know, that's a plus one thing. Uh, oh, you're trying to form, like, an emotional connection with someone. Or you're trying to, like, be in high society, for yeah. example. If you were trying to be, like, like, oh, yeah, I know about fancy things, like, grunt. Yeah, and it's like, ah, yes. Or, this... or here, use an unconventional tactic. Yeah. Yeah, doing things not by the book. Yeah. So whenever I do anything that's reckless, I always get a plus one. No, it's out of and it's specifically out. It's specifically in out of out of mech. Out of mech. Okay. Yeah, this stuff's all. This stuff is all out of mech. Yeah, this is all. This is to increase wishy-washy feely stuff for out of mech. All right. Cool. Okay. That's actually kind of neat. Yeah, because the mech things they want very specific. Yeah, that's the crunch, and then they got the fluff. That big crunch. That big crunch. Mech combat doesn't care what your personality is. What are your numbers? Yeah. <laughs> What's your grit, bitch? <laughs> You've been put into a robot. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> yeah. To hell with your humanity. These <laughs> bullets don't care about how you feel. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think Reckless, because... Reckless is very with, easy for... With very little provocation, you drank the cocktail. Yeah, you drank yeah. the cocktail. You, you... Continued to try and drink yeah. after that. You continued to try and drink afterwards. You ran off. You ran off to go do to jump on the landline. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was you, you're following orders. You, to, you told me to attack a target, and I wound up killing a, an innocent moose bear because of it. <laughs> you went full hog. It was definitely not a moose bear. So I, I'm not. I'm not Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm not going well, to put two named animals together. You compared what, it to the, a the Germans do it all the time. Seriously, yeah. like oh, it's a bat, flying mouse. Oh, it's a hedgehog, spiky mouse. <laughs> oh, it's a raccoon, washing bear. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's the session. We'll next next time we'll see if you guys can survive the winter assault. Oh dear! Here come the winter gorillas. Oh! They were supposed to freeze to death. The snow gorillas attack next time on Lancer. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.